Hello, my name is Dr. Frampton Gwinnett, and I am a psychiatrist at the Medical University of South Carolina Department of Psychiatry and Behavioral Sciences. Here today for the Autism News Network podcast, episode two, we are fortunate enough to have the one and only Magnus joining us. Magnus, how are you doing? I'm doing great, guys. Yeah, and I want to thank you, Magnus, because really this podcast, I pretty much can say it was your idea, wasn't it? Oh, yeah, this is 100% my podcast. <laughs> so we've been working, building up to this for a while, and um, as you like to say, this is a game changer. Yeah, yeah, definitely a game changer. Yeah, and um, one of the, the topic that we're going to hit today is cannabis and autism, and I know you've got some thoughts on it. And for those of you um, out in the audience um, who haven't heard much about this, cannabis and autism has been in the research quite a bit recently as well as in the news. Um, people are curious to know about the potential benefits of cannabis in the field of autism. Um, and Magnus, take us through your journey about how um, you got interested in this topic. Um, so 2013, this is like years ago after I graduated high school, my aunt lived in Michigan. She mm -hmm. wanted me to house sit for, for a couple of months because she's a the big rig drivers, you know, and I had yeah. to feed her dog. So I eventually got a job around there. Cool. And everywhere I walked, everywhere I walked, yeah. come get your medical mayor license card today, you yeah. know? So I went in there, I showed my ID, they told me to go to one of their doctors. I told them I had like bout and gout, bout, back yeah. and gout pain, you know? Yeah. And for the ADHD as well. Yeah. And after that, you know, it's history, you know, I got my card, you know, I went in the store, uh, the dispensary, you know, there's just different types of stuff for different types of problems. Like there'd yeah. be different strains for sleeping. Cause I, uh, I'm a big, in, uh, my sleeping is the worst. Uh -huh. Lots of insomnia there, you know, yeah. uh, there's days I'll be up for, uh, for weeks, you know, and this stuff, when I was up there, take me out, you know, best sleep of my life. Is that right? Yeah. So even six years ago, back in Michigan, they were piloting medical marijuana. Yeah. If you had a doctor's prescription, you can go in and get it. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Cool. So you slept better, and then did you have any other like benefits? Um, the other benefit, I, I, because I was a uh, indica uh, uh, strand, which mm -hmm. is uh, the sleepy kind, indica in the couch. Yeah. And then you have your stativia, for, like a headache, calm you down, your your body, you know. Mm -hmm. And that's that's what I help with my gout, because I'm a I'm a chronic gout. You know, it's it just runs in a family, you know, and it helps from time to time for me. Gotcha. With the arthritis. Gotcha. So I'm sure. Um, you know the laws here in South Carolina are different than Michigan. Oh yeah, it's uh, uh, we gotta catch up. I tell you that. Yeah. We definitely gotta catch up. How long have you been living in South Carolina now? Um, since 2000, but I was up there for for a little bit. Okay, so, Michigan. You, so Michigan was kind of like a blip. Yeah, it was kind of a blip. Down. You know, I got a job there. I, I was working at the factories around there. You know. Mm -hmm. So you experienced some of the benefits and it got you thinking about. Yeah, and uh, yeah, and what I noticed is. Uh, when I would smoke, my my creativity, you know, it it would I've ne I've always had my own problem with the, uh, you know, thinking of my own ideas or just being creative at all mm -hmm. as a kid, you know. And uh, once I, you know, smoked, you know, I was my brain slowed down, the mm -hmm. ADHD slowed down, and I can actually think and just do stuff, you know. Yeah. Just thinking like simple thinking like a uh, simple lyrics, you know. Mm -hmm. You hear you hear the lyrics, you don't understand them, but when I'm high and my brain slows down, I can actually hear, understand the lyrics, you know. That's interesting. Yeah, so um this is always tricky territory because what may work for one person may not work yeah, for a group. Yeah, that's that's very yeah. true and that is very true. Yeah. So you 
probably get a lot of pushback on you know from family or whoever oh yeah my family yeah. oh yeah but my brother uh, my brother he's okay with it you know he's he's from florida and yeah. they have they're starting to open a dispensaries over there uh-huh. and he's having his own gout problems as well so he's looking at, into getting into that instead of taking like a the heavy medication like the percocets and all that you know okay have you talked to your primary care doctor like about i i don't, ha- I don't have a primary care okay. doctor right now so yeah so you haven't been able to really get a prescription for the gout Oh, oh no 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 no! I, I'm sorry. I see a specialist for the gout now. Yeah. You know, all that is good. You know. Okay. It's a bunch of antibiotics. You know that I take out three times a day. Okay, gotcha. Um, so, what do you think about like the political discussion going on in this country about you know marijuana and its uses, and some people are getting concerned about risks and so forth. Um, I'd say the same thing about drunk driving and stuff, or like mm-hmm. um. I guess we're gonna have to definitely like go like find blueprints from Canada and see how they're doing it from up there first, you yeah. know? Because the worldwide legalization was last year, you know. Okay. That's what, that's what I put in my notes as well. I'll, let's see how Canada is doing, their uh-huh. crime rates, their DUIs, you know. Yeah. And then we can ha- actually have facts to back them up, you know. Yeah, I think they are. Uh, this is an interesting time period because places like Colorado and and Washington or Washington or early yeah. adapters. I'm sure there's studies being conducted to give us data. Yeah, are, are you starting to hear more about it when you go to your like medical conferences? We are. Um, there's definitely some studies going in CBD oil, which is not you know yeah, yeah. marijuana like yeah, people yeah, smoke so off the street. Yeah. And um, and I've been involved in a committee uh, with the American Academy of Child and Adolescent Psychiatry um, to write a policy statement about you know marijuana and autism. And it's, yeah, it's been very informative because it gets back to the idea of what a doctor can recommend and what a group of doctors can recommend yeah. um, versus what an individual can go out there and try for themselves. Yeah. Um, so, for instance, um, as a physician, we have to rely on evidence-based medicine, which means uh, going to the medical literature, looking at peer-reviewed articles, looking at um, double-blinded placebo-controlled <clears throat> trials that not only have been conducted um, in a standardized way, but also have been repeated or, yeah, or replicated yeah, so yeah. we can have some true evidence. And the tricky part of that is the process of getting evidence-based medicine takes a long time, you know, sometimes 10, 12 years before we really have the answers. And one of the critical aspects of the autism, um, you know, treatment crisis, you know, because we don't have a lot of treatments available, is that people want something that works now. Yeah. You know, parents don't have 10, 12 years to try to wait. So many parents are are branching out and trying things that are unproven. And I do have to say that, you know, ACAP um, recommends against the use of CBD oil or cannabis until we have evidence-based, you know, rigorous scientific trials. Um, There are a couple of conditions, including Dravet syndrome, that are FDA-approved. But as a doctor, you know, recommending things for a group of my patients in in my practice, you know, I have to um, recommend against it pending further studies. Yeah, yeah, of course. Um, Another interesting piece is the, like, if there were an active ingredient that's helpful, um, the question always comes up about how do you dose it, you know, and, and one of the things that's definitely not consistent across the country is what's the potency of this strain of marijuana, as you alluded to, yeah, what's, what's yeah. this one like, um, what, how much, 
you know, active ingredient is someone getting if they smoke it versus if they vape it or if they take it in a pill. Yeah. So all that needs to be worked out, and it's going to take a long it's time. It's going to take a long time, and I just hope Canada can hurry up so, you know, I guess send their blueprints over here. Yeah. Now, have you ever had any, like, side effects or problems based on cannabis? Uh, uh, maybe eating. Eating? Yeah, how so? I'll just get the munchies. Get the munchies, okay. <laughs> have you had, like, any other, like, weight gain or anything like that? No, Okay. No. Yeah, um, it, it is tricky. Like, on paper, from a psychiatrist standpoint, cannabis is risky because, and you know, I, I think back to a colleague of mine named Kevin Gray. He really taught me a lot, and he's a specialist in addiction, and he works with kids, um, does a lot of scientific research on cannabis yeah, as yeah. well as nicotine. One of the things he said is that you, know, you can look at cannabis as having two sides to it. Um, like, for instance, in medical school, we're taught that light has two aspects. It's partly a wave, and it's partly a particle. Um, it's always both. It's never just a wave or just a particle. And he helped me conceptualize that cannabis is is like that, where there's always the potential for benefits and always the potential for side effects. And it's always a, a balance between those two and in a very individual pattern in terms of how somebody responds yeah so it sounds like you've had a positive experience yeah definitely you know like i said it's a whole dispensary like a nice a nice little store with security guards right when you walk in mm-hmm. hey um what are your thoughts on like the mainstream and like uh like the billboards are starting to see around here with the cbd like in the last few years that was like none of that are we starting to like move on are we starting to get people more interested in the CBD and then possibly more interested in THC? Is that their plan? I don't know if there's a master plan, but certainly the culture is changing, you know? Yeah. That people are much more open to THC and CBD oil products. And um, I think the interest and the acceptance of that has probably run out way ahead of any data, you know? And for the audience... One of the things that the FDA does is it standardizes the doses and also makes sure that there's evidence for, you know, any medication. Um, it also makes sure that the, if there's a food on the shelf that it can guarantee what's in it. Uh, when you look at supplements such as CBD or medical marijuana, yeah, yeah. you know, especially the CBD oil, which is over the counter, um, you're not going to have any guarantees of what's in it. Yeah, and that's yeah. a huge factor. Yes, this, so, the natural is always the best. Unless... Yeah from a quality company right what about like the what about like the opioid crisis you know mm-hmm. what's happening they can't like uh they can't work out something with uh like a medical cannabis you know with the patients with their pain uh let's go don't we have like a huge problem with that that's interesting so the idea of like maybe migrating people from opioids over to cannabis yeah i mean yeah and i think in that case it would be a um a, a target of re- reducing harm for instance, there's another harm reduction concept where they, like in some states, the government will provide clean needles to IV drug users. Yeah. Because they're trying to say, you know, we don't endorse or sanction the use of, for instance, IV heroin, but yeah. we can reduce the hepatitis C and the HIV crisis by at least providing clean needles. So, you know, this is kind of a um, just an idea, but w- would bringing people over to cannabis from opioids opioids be safer with fewer overdoses i think that's a great question what do you think i do i i think we need to start somewhere because in the last few uh, years nothing's happening 
Mm -hmm. It seems to get worse and worse. That you hear about people dying on opioids. Yeah, yeah. people dying in like playgrounds and in the middle of the malls. I'm like, come on, man. Mm -hmm. You don't want no little child walking by with their mom at the mall or something or going to the, the play park. Yeah. Seeing a dead body. Yeah. I mean, it's definitely worth investigating, um, you know, anything that can help improve the safety, you know, of, of people who are addicted to opiates, you know, we welcome. Yeah. It's a, it's a big problem. Yeah. Um, do you know anybody out there who's been on opiates and has gotten over to cannabis and been successful? Uh, so 2010, I was in a bad car accident. The mm -hmm. car totaled, mm -hmm. ended up waking up in a hospital. You know, they put me on some heavy drug medication. Yeah. You know, and and the feeling from it, you know, it, it's a the 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 euphoric feeling, and I can see I can see why people get addicted to it so easily. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's it's like you're so happy. Mm -hmm. It doesn't matter. You know, I, I'm like, damn. You know, I can't wait till this uh, prescription is out. You know. Right. Because I, I you see on TV the the like Percocets leads to heroin. You know, yeah. it's just crazy. Scary. It's really scary. Um. Cool. Did you ever get a feeling besides the um, the gout? Um, did you ever in the back pain? Did you ever scoliosis? Feel, yeah. Did you ever feel like cannabis had a positive impact on the, the gout? Yes, on, for the pain. Yes, when I was when I was on a flare up. Yeah, the gout. Did you ever feel like cannabis was helpful for your autism? For anxiety, when I'm about the uh, you know when I usually when I get the melts downs, mm -hmm. you know like. Just because I'm almost 30, you know, doesn't mean I get meltdowns every time and time again. I just hide myself in my room, mm -hmm. and if, and eventually, you know, I'm gonna invest in a, a little boxing, little boxing port in my carport, you know, mm -hmm. to let some steam out. But it's, I've learned this for myself that I'm always gonna have anger issues, but I just need to know where to put my anger out, you know, mm -hmm. and to calm me down right after. Yeah, and just to switch gears, you have. A, a pretty interesting story as to how you arrived at the diagnosis of autism. Can you tell it? Oh man, this is a story. So, um, yeah. I'm basically the kid that fell through the cracks all through uh, elementary, middle, and high. They had no idea what autism is. They knew what ADHD was. I mean, that's like 40% of the kids there. Mm -hmm. You know, I didn't get out of school and no, I thinking I only had ADHD. It wasn't until I got my first job working at uh, the Spay Ward, the Navy base. Mm -hmm. You know, doing custodial work. That's when I met my first autistic friend. That was literally, literally as goofy as me. And we started hanging out, hanging out. Gotcha. And so I'm like, I, I, he, we, we would tell each other, so I have ADHD. What the heck do you have autism? I'm like, mm -hmm. you know, I start, every day I see him, I'm starting to, you know, put the pieces together. Oh, my God, I'm just like him. You know, I started, I started going to Wikipedia and stuff. You know, I'm like, oh, God. You know, I started to panic. You know, this is why I've been like this my entire life, you know. Uh. But yeah, you know, things are going better, you know. Things are going better once you see the right kind of right kind of treatment you need. So when you met that friend at your job, it almost like a light went on. Yeah. Everything yeah. started clicking. Yeah. Yeah. What were some of the things that you noticed about yourself that uh, were explained when you like, oh, this is autism? Okay, so uh I tried working with my dad in construction and it mm -hmm. was very hard to hit a nail. You know, like tape measure, cut it. You know, my I'm just so clumsy. Like a fine motor. Yeah, my motor oh. skills and my uh you know, sometimes uh, I'll be like, not not yelling at them, but talking loudly, and I mm -hmm. won't even understand. I won't. I won't. I won't do it on purpose. You know. Yeah. So like loud noises are bothersome. Yeah. Yeah. yeah no, like I'll start talking real loud. Oh. And without me realizing, you know. Yeah. A lot of the times. Do people find that off-putting? Uh, I don't really care anymore. <laughs> to tell you the truth, you know, I, I'm almost thirty. You know, I've got. I, I yeah. take laughs now. You know, I don't really care. Yeah. You said something really cool about the Autism News Network. You said, you know, we're not really building 
a news network as much as we're building a community. And can you talk a little bit more about that? Well, uh, yeah, sure. So I, I came around, uh, what, last year, right? Yeah. Around last year, and there was like a little tiny group, you know, I, I want to say five people. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, when I went in there, I don't know, I just felt like there wasn't much, much uh, conversation going on, you know, between between like different folks in there. But yeah. now when I go, when everyone's uh, seems to be talking to each other, you know, and I'm like, hey, what's up, Scott? Or hey, Ainsley, you know, how yeah. you doing, you know? It's just like a, a social group where I'm come, going there, learning uh, digital media skills, especially with the Mac. You know, like a year ago, I was a complete noob. You know, I was, yeah. I was, I was like pecking. You know, yeah. How do I do this? Start doing it. How do I do this? How yeah. do I do that? And now I'm moving like a professional on it a little bit. You've really been all in on the Mac. Yeah, and the software. yeah. It's a, it's a nice piece of hardware. You know. Yeah. So you're using Final Cut Pro now. Yeah. Yeah. That's okay. true. So that was a learning curve. Uh, learning curve it, that took uh, quite some hours, you know. Yeah. Watching YouTube vids and messing around with it, and then I made something and it made me laugh, and it made me go a little bit harder on it, yeah. you know, just the way I did the some of the the logos on it, yeah, and all that. Yeah. Now tell the audience like what a render is and why you uh, feel like that's going to be a game changer for the news network. So a render is a group that makes something let's say like a, a like a camera studio and it looks yeah. all nice and shiny with the music and it just yeah. zooms in and out yeah and there's like other different ones uh so when i, I turn it on espn like it'll be like boom they'll be like yeah a, yeah a letters going by and like yeah. stars that's a render yeah that's yeah. a that's a render you know okay. so but, you're gonna build one of those for the news oh yeah you yeah. guys will see the new uh render on our network soon enough and hopefully you it'll go with uh the outro, the outro as well i hope you guys like that you know i'm still yeah. working on it I've been on, I've been working on it for hours now, you know. It's, yeah. it's a lot of hard work, honestly. It sure is. But and you're right, like you get like a 15 second piece of render or video, yeah. And you're like, people don't realize that it was like four hours of work, you know. Yeah, like 15 yeah, seconds. definitely. Yeah. Um, well, cool. Well, uh, yeah. So just to sum up, we're here with Magnus. He shared a little bit of his individual experience and viewpoints on cannabis um, for a treatment of his chronic pain. We talked a little bit about how that may impact um, his autism. And of course, just to reiterate, um, we're just having a discussion here. Um, as a psychiatrist, you know, I can't recommend that anyone try uh, cannabis or CBD oil because there's no evidence behind it for a population. We don't have standardized, rigorous, placebo-controlled trials. Uh, but those are being conducted, and we look forward to seeing the results of those. Um, and then ultimately, when those results are published in peer-reviewed peer journals, we'll be able to have more definitive things to say about um, the potential for use of cannabis and CBD um, in patients with autism. So, Magnus, um, any closing words of wisdom? Um, I guess we'll see you guys soon with uh, more people from our network. Yep, thanks for being here. See you next time.